2: January 18th, 2019, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. Today, it's got a strong character, an Italian taste. It's Toscano Cigars. And with us from Toscano is the U.S. Ambassador, Michael Cappellini. And we have details on the 2020 meatball to report to you and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar
3: Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time. Or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com.
2: Well, for us, Michael Capellini, thank you thank for you um, being part of the Cigar Authority. Now, uh taking over the soundstage here, and uh, all the ashtrays in the studio, and uh, it's wonderful to have uh, a partner in Toscano, so thank you, thank you for that. Thank you guys very much. And um, we are going to smoke a new cigar here in the U.S., but not a new cigar uh, overall, I guess over 40 years, we'll get into that, but Barry, what are we going to start smoking here?
4: Well, today's first cigar is the Toscano Garibaldi, and it's manufactured in Italy by Toscano Cigars. The size is a six and one eighth by thirty-eight and it features an Italian Kentucky wrapper over fillers consistent of Italian and American Kentucky. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. And a five pack will set you back eighteen ninety nine, while a sleeve of fifty is one hundred sixty nine ninety nine, which is a savings of almost twenty dollars or ten percent off the box price on 2 twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Okay, should we light it up, or should we
5: have a little toast for us? Uh, we could do both. You know, we can do both. We could do a little toast to, uh, first and foremost, the partnership that we have. Yes, thank you so you much. You guys thanking us. We thank you just uh, as okay. much, if not more. Without you guys, we wouldn't be here. So, to that, Chintani. Chintan, Chintan. Which which is... uh, Cheers. In in Italian, 100 years? 100
2: years. 100 years. years. Should You should live to 100. Which, by the way, the Italians are doing something right. I I understand more millennials, people reaching 100 years, um, is the uh, Italians that are living more to 100 years. Maybe they're doing something right. They're smoking a lot of Toscano cigars. I think that's what it is. Drinking wine. And in this case, we're uh, toasting with homemade limoncello. We are yeah. That you brought yourself, which is uh, a big deal. Here.
5: I did, yeah. So, you know, after tasting your mother's, yeah. it was phenomenal. But she uses a little bit of cream in hers, yes. so then, therefore, we can't compare the two. Thank God. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just thought, you know what? I wanted you guys to really taste the one that I make at home. We made Very good. We made an astronomical amount this year. We do not sell it, obviously, but we enjoy it for the holidays and stuff. 73,000 ounces we made. This year. That's it? I know, right? Not that much, right? Rookie. I know. That's, oh. a, that's a Friday night for me. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> because you're serving by the ounce yeah, pretty that's... much on, on this. And and Garibaldi, <clears throat> like uh, a lot of the Toscanos, can be enjoyed two different ways. Good. One is smoking the whole cigar as it is. And don't just try this at home with every cigar. Toscano is the only one that you can do this to. You can slide the band off if you want. Or you can find a spot, you want to do it, and you can actually cut the cigar and smoke two halves or share a half with someone else, right. save the other. You know, I like smoking half and then the other half. I end up smoking the whole thing myself. I share it sometimes, but I like cu- cutting it. Uh, I don't know why. For, it seems like a Lancero if I smoke it as a whole.
4: See, I, I feel like when, when I smoked this early in the week for a review that's going up on the thecigarauthority.com tomorrow... There's a transition flavor change from the thinner end to the middle. So I feel like if you cut it in the middle, if you're starting in the middle, you're not gonna get that sweetness Is that, that how existed, that works? That existed in the beginning. So I think it's a disservice to cut the cigar in half. Wow.
2: Well, so have you have you tried it both ways? Yes. Now that
4: would be a thing. Yes. To- We're talking about the cigar, not Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. I didn't you want Jonathan really... to get any funny ideas up yet.
3: Now, there's a third way that you guys have missed, and allow me to educate you. You you start off with two people both sucking on each <laughs> end, ah. and you use a flame in to the cut middle. it in the middle, I'll and eventually you. they can...
2: Pull the cigar apart.
3: I'll Someone
5: have, else said that, like a Lady in the Tramp type thing. Oh! Okay, what, okay. That, was, that was said before to me. Yeah? Really. Exactly. Okay,
2: it's very disturbing.
5: <laughs> I'm going to cut
2: mine, and it's time to cut my cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were rising, raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And there I go. And Ed Sullivan will bring it up again. Me and Ed went to a convention in Miami. Where were we? Uh, Orlando. Orlando. And we were there for a podcast convention. And there was a break in the action. And he said, we can go out there and smoke a cigar. Well, who thought I would be ready to go to uh, be able to have a cigar at a podcast convention? Mm -hmm. There's no chance that was going to happen. So uh, let's go out there and smoke a cigar. And here's the time. I'm not going to have a cigar with me. But as luck would have it, because I get Toscanos and I throw them in briefcases and all kinds of stuff because they don't need humidity. And sometimes they're in a golf bag or something. A year goes by, it's fine. Mm -hmm. There was the Toscano (coughs) cigar, but there were two of us. And I have a Toscano cigar and I have no cutter. And there's two of us and we have to share. So I said, I don't so know you if I can put pull. your mouth on the end. We didn't. We didn't. I said, let's try this. And Ed actually videotaped yeah. as I was doing it. And I said, I'm going to grab a close in the center. And I'm going to just see if I can break it in half and see if we can do this. Was that Zamori playing in the background? It was. While you guys were doing this? Standing outside. I broke it in half. It worked out well. And we smoked a cigar. And it was very, very enjoyable because here we were kind of. Smoking in the boys' room, basically. Nobody else is smoking a cigar, and here we are. We ended up uh, having it, and we didn't have a long time to do it. And absolutely perfect, right?
6: Everyone lived happily ever after. It was great.
2: It's the story we like to tell. So have these things. Buy a pack or two. Put them all over the place, and it's going to be the most enjoyable cigar you ever had because (laughs) you couldn't have had a cigar otherwise. So uh, here is Garibaldi. Let's give it a light. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Gauntlet. Vertigo Gauntlet features
3: single action, meaning you press the button down, the lid pops right open, three jets come alive in line, all fueled by the patented Vertigo Big Ass Tank. You've got a flip-out bullet punch and a very easy adjustment on the bottom, all for the low price of $19.99.
2: That's the Vertigo Gauntlet. So this is another one that I like to have the cigar, and I I like to have it in my mouth, and I will maybe... Pull on it for not one time for a, for a dry taste and then go to the cigar. But I may do this for 30 minutes and actually keep the cigar in my mouth. And I've seen him do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. like it's it. It's disturbing. I like to to have the cigar and not even smoke it for a long period of time and then light it up later on. And it's like you get so many. I get two cigars out of this and that enjoyment. Could, this could be hours long right. of this little cigar.
5: Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because as you <clears> – <throat> The more that Toscano continues to grow in the country, the more people are starting to smoke it. So uh I have people who are friends of mine and outside of my friend group. It's not that big to begin with, but outside of my friend group that tell me all the time, like the machinists, they love them. Because they could be sitting there, they could be working on the on their whatever they're working on with the lit Toscano. It might go out because they do go out after not puffing on them because yeah. of the, the thickness of the the fire cure leaf. And then they go back and they relight it, and it's the same cigar. Yeah. A lot of times when you relight a cigar, it's not the same. Yeah. It, it changes the flavor immediately. Fortunately mm. enough, with Toscano, it does not. So, it, Amazing little cigar.
2: Uh, w- <laughs> what can happen with this, with this cigar? We've had tremendous growth in our retail store with it, actually educating the consumer of how uh, to smoke the cigar, how to enjoy it. it these um, thoughts of this Italian stogie, it's so strong. Yeah. It's not the case. Um, This one in particular, um, Italian and American that's happening here, you can taste the Kentucky uh, Fire Cure that ends up happening on on the cold draw, but uh, not a strong cigar at all, I think.
5: No, and, and the reason being is because the majority of the tobacco in this particular cigar in the Toscano Garibaldi comes from Benevento, which is in southern Italy. Uh, in southern Italian tobacco is normally a little bit uh, lighter, a little bit sweeter than than the other tobaccos that we produce. So
2: yeah, and me and uh, Ed were talking this morning. He says the difference between each one of them. They all have their little characteristics difference. They they all look the same, but they smoke differently. They have different tastes. There's there's lots of them, uh, and we'll get into that. But this one is. Giuseppe Garibaldi, yes. named after him, right? Yes, correct. And who, who was that?
5: So Giuseppe Garibaldi was known as uh, one of the founders of Italy, obviously, the hero of the Amer- American Republic, if you will. So Vittorio, Vittorio Manuele was coming from the north, Garibaldi came from Sicily in the south, and they ended up uniting Italy in the middle. Now, I don't know if it's true, obviously, this is well before my time, but we're going to run with it anyway. It's said that they actually did exactly that. They used the Sigro della Macizia, the cigar of friendship, cut it in half and smoked wow. it together once Italy was united. So that alone is something that is uh, a very, very powerful thought to have. Uh, This cigar has been around for so long, and so many people have smoked it. And to think that the unification of Italy very well may have happened over a Toscano cigar is something that I like to write home about. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So So we're talking, this is a 200-year-old brand. Correct. 200, two years old. Yeah, even,
5: even, so 1815 is technically the very first Toscano that was rolled. No
2: kidding. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. And, um. This particular line of cigars, named after Garibaldi, um, has existed. For those that are paying attention to FDA
5: regulations and things like that, as a new cigar here in the U.S., correct, this has been around a long time. It has been, and it's actually one of the best sellers across Europe. Also, um, <clears throat> it's funny. One of when Toscano, when I first started with Toscano, I mean, uh, you know, just to take a step back. Obviously, we have been mass distributed here in the United States via Miami Cigar Company, the yeah. team at Miami Cigar Company since 2015. But when I signed on, the very first shop I ever went into, the very first question I ever get got was, "Where's the green box?" Uh, Ah, so, so that okay, must so be the somebody that's
2: in somebody that's correct. to Italy because correct. they didn't see it here.
5: That's exactly right. So that and and as I continued to travel throughout the country, that was one of the things that I kept get, getting asked. Getting asked by the, reta- or the both the retailers and the consumers, when are you going to bring in that green box Getty It was a great smoke. It's a very light, creamy smoke, sweet at the beginning, a little bit, a little bit stronger in the in the middle third, and then the last third it kind of soothes out again. And it, it's something that uh, the consumers of Toscano really look forward to. This cigar, and it's already shown its power here in the United States. It's it's already on its way to being one of our top selling cigars wow. in the country after only bringing it in in really late November, okay. early December. All right,
2: yep. yeah, it's new. I like it a lot. What is the difference between this one and the originale, the classic, the 1492?
5: Sure. So uh, the biggest differential you're going to see here is <clears throat> between the 1492 and this cigar. That being the 1492 is all American tobacco from Tennessee. Uh, so the again the American tobacco that we have uh, comes from our farm, Villa Toscano USA and surrounding farms uh, around there, and it's fire cured with different woods, which give off the um, delicious flavor of hickory molasses, really strong. This is powerful. Tennessee. This is Tennessee. Okay, yes. and then. Uh, the, this particular cigar is mostly Italian tobacco, again from Benevento, so it's going to be a little bit smoother, a little bit sweeter. Um, the Classico is probably the closest to this because both are Italian uh, tobacco, only the tobacco for in the uh, Classico comes from Tuscany outside of Florence. Which is a stronger tobacco. Which is a little bit – you could taste the differential – very slightly. It's not something like if you smoke a 1492 right now, you'll be like, okay, no, I see the difference 100%. Yeah, um, Me, personally, I can tell the difference, but that's my job to tell the difference. Right. So,
3: but really, a consumer smoking these, isn't Toscano kind of Toscano acro- across the board? If you're looking for that fire cure taste... You're, you're gonna get yeah
5: it it is there's no question I mean it was, the Toscano is definitely unique in its own sense it falls in its own block, if you will uh but then once you you know that's the first time smoke then once you continue to smoke Toscano and learn more about it and learn more about our tobacco and the fermentation and the aging et cetera et cetera, then you're gonna be able to say, okay, this cigar is for me, this cigar is not for me uh then you can move into the aromatic side, some people don't like aromatics. Cigars, some people think that our aromatic cigars are really flavored and sweet, which they're not. So uh, the short answer, Jonathan, which I never give, is yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, Just um, wish you
3: weren't at a loss for words all the time. No,
5: I know. I, I apologize. <laughs> but I get that from everybody. My family, my girlfriend, my coworkers, I, they, they, they really try to pull things out of me. I, I don't talk a lot. So.
2: The, you know, in the cigar industry, people that aren't big into cigars say a cigar is a cigar. You know, that's it. All cigars are cigars, and that's it. And, and we cigar geeks know dramatic differences there. Correct. Now you take this down to Toscano cigars. Well, Toscano cigars are cigars, well, those are the people that aren't educated and don't know because it differentiates between these things. Never mind just the aromatics, but the difference between the non-aromatics and how different they are from each other. As you dig into it and learn about it. Of course,
5: it. and that's my job. That's right. why I'm here. And yeah. year after year, we're getting better and better and better at that. And it's, you know, when we first started Toscano, we weren't, uh, not that we weren't divulging 100% into the tobacco, but it was something we just wanted to get people to understand what Toscano was. Yeah. Now we're getting the followers of Toscano that really want to understand more, uh, the tobacco differences, the difference in fermentation, the difference in aging. And that's something this year we're really, really going to, to concentrate on for those, as you say, cigar nerds. And I mean that in a very loving term. Yeah. But uh, you, you definitely have your normal consumer that has that thought process, that Toscano's Toscano, but then you have the Toscano smokers who are really falling in love with the product that are looking for their cigar. Yeah, so,
2: w- within the line. Within the line. Yeah.
5: And it's, it's, it's awesome to see because I'm already starting to see that uh, wherever I go. You know, Michael, I love the Modigliani more than I like the 1492, or I like the Originale more than I like the Antico. I like, you know, it's really yeah. interesting to kind of start seeing people taking a very large interest in our product and what we stand for. Yeah. So that's an exciting. It's exciting for me.
2: So it's a few years now. <clears throat> yep, you're with them. Yep. And how have you seen it? Have you have you moved the needle?
5: You know, it's. It, from a personal standpoint, I'm incredibly blessed to have this position. Uh, the team I work with, both in Italy and here in the United States with Miami Cigar is fantastic. Uh, the needle is moving drastically, which is, is fantastic. Is. Yeah. We have uh obviously we have a lot more to do, but for the first um, you know, the first couple of years here in the United States, the growth is just astronomical from a from a, an industry standpoint. I, I couldn't be happier and um,
2: I, I thought you had your work cut out for you to be honest with you. I said I've you know, i known this product my whole life and I was hoping that it was going to catch on and people were going to understand but it, it's the lack of education in this country of this product. And in the whole industry. Yeah, to, to understand it and we have a thousand people smoking a cigar right now at the same time. Uh, I know the first time we did this with a, with a, a different Toscano line, it opened people's eyes. They yep. need to try it and see what's out there and the other people that are in the industry your competitors that make other cigars out there need to understand that this is not a takeaway I'll tell you as a retailer it's not a takeaway from somebody who smokes something else And then, you know what, I think I'm going to brand switch to Toscano. It's not that at all. This is an add-on, retailers. Listen to me when when I tell you. It is something that they add on to it to have this emergency cigars, as we did um, with me and Ed. But also, uh, I don't have time for a regular cigar. Uh, I just want to grab and go. I'm in between doing some errands or something, and it's extra cigars that these people are going to smoke, that are smoking there. And... It also gets to the point for me that during a regular day that I just need that tobacco taste yeah. of a Toscano and nothing else will do. Right. So, no, let me not try the regular cigar. I don't want a regular
5: cigar. I want this. Right. Right. A different different ball game, and and that that type of insight is really really <clears throat> uh, important for us. And I thank you very much for making that point known. Because again, the biggest takeaway when, when we talk to retailers who are taking in Toscano for the first time, it, just like you said, it's not going to take away from your sales. It's only yeah, going to add to them. It does. It's only going to add to them. And 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 uh, point of sale is very important for us. And you guys here are two guys. And there's you know pretty much every retailer now that we're working with are working with us in our uh, desired point of sale. <laughs> putting it as close as you can to the register. Uh, and and int- when people look at our stands and they're like, what the hell is that? And you tell them, they're like, wow, this is phenomenal. I never would have even touched this cigar if it wasn't there, if you didn't tell me what it is. Absolutely.
2: It's the candy bar at
5: the register. It really is. It, it is. Absolutely. And not everybody, you know what? And I'll be the first one to tell you, this isn't everybody's cigar, but that's okay. Just at least give us a shot. And the worst thing that happens is you really don't like us. And then, you know, that it is what it is. What are you going to do?
2: It is for every store though But just the store doesn't realize it Or the employees working at the store don't realize it And it looks different than the others It's a a different product and stuff But um, it belongs in premium cigars. It does.
5: It does. And I appreciate hearing that from you guys yeah. especially because there's no question. Did that uh, Overcoming that first hurdle of the appearance is, is the biggest thing yeah. that we had to work with the first couple of years. Now I we've think overcome it's cool that. looking. <laughs> and that's the other side of it too. Some people at first are like, eh, I don't know. But then they smoke it like and they, they're like, no, this is pretty. I feel like Clint Eastwood right good. now. And that's, you know, he did happen to smoke <laughs> one of our cigars in the Spaghetti Western. So the, we'll take
4: that. The first time we sent out the care package, people wrote in, what the hell is this? What do you do? And send me a cigar that's so dried and shriveled up? You explain the process to them. They're like, I'm not going to like it. Don't ever do this again. And then they smoke it and they wind yeah. up ordering it.
2: Yeah. And, 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 then, and apologies. I'm sorry. I took, you know.
4: And when we included this one in the care package, people reached out. I'm looking forward to smoking it. Now it, you get it. It, it totally changed. Yeah. It's so important to put it in somebody's hand.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's where we win.
2: And you've been going around in people's stores and doing the tasting thing that you did. That's you're still doing it. Oh yeah, it's a winner for yeah. sure. Thank Absolutely. You. Yeah. Sitting there, we were not in, in the Nashua store when you did it, and I was paying attention to what you were saying, but I wasn't looking at you as uh, I was looking at the people, and I would see the change of faces at the beginning of it. they look, looking at it as uh, oh, I'm here anyway. I'm going to end up doing it, but I'm not happy about this at all. And then completely. Changing their whole thought process as they ended up smoking the cigar, and it became a game changer. Yeah. Yet it's two hundred and two years of this
5: thing. I know. Uh, but in this country, it's it's a new thing, and that's okay. We like yeah. that. We actually we we see great opportunity in that. And and uh, Dave, you know, I always I actually use the story from from the from the exact event you're talking about. When I do events, I always look for the people who roll their eyes at me first. Because yeah. I know that I'm going to – that's my task for the day, to make <laughs> them at least try it. And if they come up to me and say – which, I'll be honest with you, never happens. I have yet to have somebody come up and say this was the worst cigar I ever smoked in my entire life. It's an awesome cigar. Yeah. So when, when I see people being like, oh, here we go, this, this thing, it looks like a twig. There's no way. And then having them come up to me and say, holy God, this was such a phenomenal eye-opening experience, it gives me satisfaction. I won't lie.
3: Now, you and I have a, uh, a mutual friend out there by the name of Dina who wrote in yes. through the contact us page in of thecigarauthority.com. The the right ah. uh, she writes, uh, Happy New Year to you and the gang. I write to you from Johannesburg, South Africa, just mm-hmm. to let you know that my listener level is BB. That's before Barron's. I listened <laughs> to Michael <my laughs> Cappellini when he first appeared on the Cigar Authority and was very intrigued by his passion, knowledge, and enthusiasm for the Toscano brand. I was also eager to see how the U.S. smokers would take to this rustic-looking Italian cigar. Michael did a fantastic job in the show and uh, casing showcasing the Toscano cigar with all the Italian flair, and I think the brand is there to stay. Toscano is in my regular rotation, and Stilnovo is my favorite. I visited Italy last September, and the it's a very long email, so I'm going to paraphrase here. I was having a little trouble getting the... Uh, English-speaking tour mm-hmm. of the Toscano factory and didn't speak a lick of Italian and vice versa with whoever they were talking to, so reached out to you and you were able to set it up and get them onto to the... Uh, yeah. So, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, th- this is going to play an important role in my question is I'm going. I'm going in late May, and I don't speak Italian either. When I go for the tour... Is somebody going to speak English yeah. to me? Yeah,
5: yeah, they do. I, I think the initial issue was just trying to get the tour set up because sometimes there is that language barrier. But I mean, we'll we'll be able to, you know. I think we could we could help you out there, Dave. I don't uh, sure yeah, but, but I, I can even if I don't understand the language, I can see with my eyes. No, but the see. tour guides that give the tour of the actual uh, factory itself, Manifattori Sigaro Toscano in Luca, will be able to. Just, All right, say I'm that five English. times. There fast. We go. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that's it your so much. At Jeez. the end of the day, that's your test. At the end of the day,
2: I never been to Italy. <clears throat> uh, looking forward to seeing what you're supposed to see in Italy, but. I'm a cigar guy, and the most important thing for me, and I w- want to see where my family came from and all that, but believe it or not, I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Tuscany kind of factory.
5: <laughs> As an Italian, Yeah, this is this is our historical significance. This is what we grow up with. This is our way of life, and that's something that really needs to hit home, not just for Italian smokers, but for American smokers. Yeah. It's really something that you can use any time of any day. You hit it right on the head, Dave. You know, golf bag, side saddle, whatever, whatever you do outdoorsy, yeah. this is your, I'm looking more for the, uh, the marketing side of like the old 1950 field and stream where you see the guy fly fishing with the Toscano in his mouth right? and you know, stuff like that. The, the bike riders, the same thing, the hikers, the same thing. We're, we're really, we're, we're incredibly excited for 2020 because we feel as though this is going to be one year where we're going to just come out of it. Guns blazing and get moving.
3: Now you guys are drinking limoncello, which I'm I'm not yeah. because I'm fasting. <clears throat> but the I'm getting a distinct flavor on this of there's a there's a
5: back note of limoncello. Yes, in the, is there the background? I actually poured some I, on it, your cigar I, before I, I gave it. To I you actually
4: know. I actually have that in the review going up tomorrow. And I'm glad you said it because I don't know if I was just craving drinking on the show. Because <laughs> more than I, it's likely, what I do. More than likely, but there's a definitive limoncello case. It, it, it happened.
3: Friggin' kidding me right now i wrote it before you said it exactly that's his maiden name that is his maiden name yeah that's bullshit he wrote it this is why people think i'm
4: angry because you make me angry <laughs> I, I finally figured out why i'm so big up until now i thought pizza was the way of life <laughs> turns out it's Toscano. Toscano. see
2: or well, a little of both wouldn't wouldn't be bad right <laughs> So, this is a new product, and I hate to even ask the question, but I know the answer, so I am going to ask the question. When, when something new comes out and you're interviewing somebody of something new come out, the next question is, do you got anything new coming out? So, I'm going to ask that question because I know the answer.
5: We do. We have a couple new uh, products coming out. Um, one that I will disclose uh, currently. There's one that I'm not going to disclose oh! just yet, but there's one that we're taking, uh, taking into the United States. A couple it's
2: more cellos. I'll get it out of in the next <laughs> half hour. <laughs> in, in, uh, in Italy, it's
5: called the Toscanello raffianato. Uh here we're calling it the macchiato and it's Oh, a, that's the one we smoked this morning. Yes, I let you guys Very good. Yeah, you like you enjoyed it? Very good. Yeah, it was good. very good. Good. So it's a little creamier, heavier coffee, um aromatic intensity to it with uh, sweetness on the tip. So it's a little bit different than what we have currently. It's a little different than what most aromatic cigars are. Uh, Again, when you smoke a Toscanello, an aromatic cigar, you're not getting smacked in the face with any kind of really intense, intense flavor. it's subtle. It's very subtle. It's more like I always compare it to pipe tobacco. And get that nice fire cure on your palate and the aroma of the smoke around you is whatever you're smoking. So this, this gives you a little sweet, savory, creamy coffee air, air, aroma to it. And the afterness of the little sweetness on the tip really adds to the, the fire cure tobacco too. It's really it's a phenomenal smoke and we think that's gonna do really well in the country also.
3: So, so there were a question line on this thing. That this is yeah. Oh, it's aged tobacco. This is Yep. Un, it really is unbelievable. As you get past the ugliness, get past what you're hearing for flavor notes, and Which give it like a try. We like call a rough, rustic. It's rustic. rustic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you're it's, not going to be writing a copy. I'm just,
3: I'm just blown away by. It. There's no splits. There's no. There's no nothing. Never is.
2: Yeah. Drop
3: yeah. it. Pick it up.
2: Continue smoking it. Yep. Now, so for you to come out with a new line that's coming coming here soon. And a second one that we don't even know what that is. There are other Toscanos in Italy or in Europe that... Are not here in the U.S.? Mini. Why, why, why don't you just send everything over here?
5: Well, because, you know, it was interesting. Jonathan and I had a little bit of a conversation about the size of our profile. And to some, the size of the profile initially is like, wow, that's a lot. They all look the same. They're the same thing. So Already? Already. So that's that's one of the reasons, number okay. one. Um, the, the other reason is two, obviously, issues with the FDA, et cetera, et cetera. But aside from all that, we want to make sure that we have the proper education on the product before we continue to release things. Um, and Toscano, trust me, has a plethora of cigars to release and there's much more to come in the very in the in the near future but uh we just don't want to overload everybody before we uh you know before we get the knowledge down pat so everybody understands and looks for that new release
2: all right they're catching on and you're going to continue to catch on because we've got lots more to talk about in toscano we're going to go to break but when i come back i would say michael capellini should be the perfect judge for what was the meatball competition that happened this thursday uh, we're going to do a little taste test with Michael and later reveal who won and who competed. It's the Cigar Authority Italian style today here. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Stage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
0: To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light.
1: The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this AJ Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Full flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper. Rich and bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist.
7: personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process padrón cigars they give you the cigar smoker the confidence that each cigar is the same perfect
2: Now for the amazing part, La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more.
0: Hey, this is Willie Marante from Miami Cigar. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
2: You can hear
3: how short he is
2: in his voice. <laughs> we're, we're back and we're smoking Garibaldi by Toscano with the U.S. Ambassador of Toscano Cigars, Michael Capellini. He's eating meatballs right now, the, the five meatballs that we had the competition to. We're going to get his opinion on it before we reveal who did what and how it played out. Uh, we'll do that later on. Um, they tell me the meatballs did not originate in Italy. Did you hear that? I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah.
5: I think I think it's a crazy thing. You to know, say. they say the same thing about pasta. Then they say the same thing about wine. Then they say the same thing about olive oil. Like you know, if, just, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be politically correct and just not comment. on Okay, that that that's, one, okay, that's the
2: way to go. You know what? I want you to comment on that. Somebody's birthday today.
5: It is my father. Uh, yes, my dad. Uh, it's his 65th. I think his 65th birthday. Retirement time. Oh, he's been retired for a couple of years. He was oh, my. a public school teacher. Oh, really? And uh, he was a gym teacher and a. Uh, Health teacher, okay, and uh, that's another discussion to be yeah. had because that was an interesting time growing up in high school. And uh, <laughs> I just, you know, he's, you gotta stay
2: physically fit because you're representing.
5: <laughs> well, they used to call my father. They used to call my father Physical Phil. Oh wow. Okay. yeah, because he was in uh, at the gym every single morning. You know, he's he's just he's he's a great guy. So happy birthday, Dad! Happy birthday, Phil! I appreciate we'll that. Have he'll, a, he'll enjoy yeah, that little limoncello you
2: on go. your behalf. Sixty-five and many more. There you go, Dad.
5: Well, oh, Barry, you
3: got yours refilled.
5: We I'm all did. Shock. We all Shocking, did. isn't it? What do you think about the limoncello? You like yes. it? Love it.
4: Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very lemony. Very. I'm loving it. I can finish the whole <laughs> bottle with it. no
5: problem. You, huh. You're using um, um, the grain alcohol? We use both. So I use uh, grain alcohol and seven times distilled vodka. Uh. I mix them. Yes. I mix both to, to uh, a 50-50 type of thing. Or? I could tell you, but I'd have yeah, to. No, i right give now. you the recipe. <laughs> and, that, and I'll tell you, my mother's the same way you that know, they won't it's, say it's it. Just, it is
2: what it is. The, the, and, and meatball recipes and, and the <clears> throat> sauce, gravy <throat> sauce. Sauce for
5: us. Sauce, okay.
8: Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> the uh, the uh, interesting thing is anything that I make, because I make, I make loans and different types of cured meats also. And whenever my friends are like, oh, well, how do you do that? Can't tell you. Can't tell you. There's only one person that knows where the recipe is. So. There we go.
8: Yeah.
5: Uh, in Italy, w- w- when you know it, they tell me
2: you go to China and you go for Chinese food and forget it, you're not going to find. Well, you're we, not going to get, get American Ch- Chinese food. Yeah. What China? we think, can you go to Italy and get spaghetti and meatballs or is
5: that? Uh, yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that in the larger cities, they do it more for the the tourists and the tourists, but uh, I mean obviously any type of pasta or spaghetti is is Italian. One thing that is not Italian though that everybody thinks is Italian is chicken parmesan oh, everybody thinks that's an Italian thing it's really not it's an american it's an italian American thing, just like the seven fishes yeah, they don't do the seven fishes oh, in really? Italy really yep, well, yeah I thought that was sicilian no no, no it's it's not they don't not at they all. don't do it i because I always thought it was too okay. until I was told by my some people in in Italy and my team from Toscano that. You know, it's an awesome tradition, but we don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> most of the
3: most of the me. Italian cuisine, and I'm putting the word cuisine in quotes here for people listening on the podcast, is peasant food. Correct. Absolutely. That's we, what meatballs are, a way yes. of stretching the meat out by adding the breadcrumbs and yeah. you took the old stale bread. Pasta was cheap, calzone
5: and poor Americans that came to this country How about poor polenta Italians. Polenta yeah. polenta is not it costs. Nothing. Nothing to make, but you can add whatever you want to the polenta and, and the and sauce get, and get it filled. Yes. With the bread and Correct. all the things you yeah, do. Take so all the all leftovers from
3: every meal from all week long, throw them in a, a roll of bread and you have a calzone. It's
5: it's, it's really it's amazing. It's this it's our story, it's part of who we are. So. so So what is it that they eat in Italy? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it depends on the region too. You know, for example, uh where my family's from in Umbria, well, half my family in Umbria is uh Cinghiale, which is wild boar. Okay. Uh, they're known for their tartufi truffles, uh, not the candy truffle, the actual yeah fungus truffle. Yeah, I went truffle hunting three years ago. It was the most phenomenal experience ever. You know, they you use a certain kind of gun. You, you dig <laughs> Yeah, you dig. You dig in you, holes, right? No, you yeah. Literally, they either have a pig or uh, a I heard that. Uh, dog that Find searches it. for the the truffle because they train the pig or the dog to look for that specific. And they yeah, and they go for it. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. Big money. It sure is. Yeah. It sure is. Um, okay. Um, so
2: we did this meatball competition. Do you need to try it again or you got any No, answer? I'm
5: pretty I'm pretty well set. And the reason that I'm set on the one that I love okay. is because it tastes closest to my nonas. Ah. Uh, they're all good. I'll be straightforward. They were yeah. all delicious. Yeah. Um, I like the take of putting whether is that you caught the cheese in there? I don't know. If it's, it's the cheese in the middle, although, uh, and I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody, mm. but to those who did that, that takes away from the meatball side. It's mm. not so much a meatball anymore. She it, it, a little bit, a little kind of, you know, because I'm looking for the actual meat uh, itself yeah. rather than what's added into it. Uh, He's talking about the food, Jonathan. Yeah, Don't get excited. Oh boy, That's, <laughs> no, This is going to hit home pretty hard. but go ahead.
9: Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
5: anyway, moving forward, the uh, winner, in my humble opinion, would be the one with the yellow stick. Yellow. Okay. Yes. All right. We're going to play that.
2: We'll save that for um, after you're off there. Was I supposed to
5: say? I was supposed to say,
2: right? That's okay. Yeah, we want that, but okay. we're not going to tell who it is, okay. and, and you're picking yellow. Um And we'll tell you how that plays out uh, and who that was, Um, (coughs) which is here is somebody that I think knows Italian food. He is an Italian. The problem that happens at our meatball is there's all kinds of nationalities and different people that are judging on the best meatball. I lost last year, and that was, I would say, because of the audience. If I had an all-Italian audience that understands the meatball like Michael does, I would have won. But I didn't, so it was the, the it was the audience itself. That the
3: reality is that people that were at the event are people who would order a meatball sub at a restaurant or at a, a, a fast food type place, and the closer you get your meatball to that, the better chance you have no, of winning a, uh, the competition. He,
2: he answered the exact way I thought he would have answered, and I'll explain that uh, in the next hour, of why he picked the yellow. There's no doubt about it. And if he was here last year, he would have picked me because there's no doubt about it, because that is the traditional way a meatball is supposed to taste. It's the same as a pizza that people put pineapple and uh, and things on uh, side of a pizza. It's not a pizza. Does it taste good? Yeah. But if you're saying which is the best pizza, it's certainly not a pineapple pizza because it doesn't belong. It's well a pizza, a pizza, a pizza with
5: fruit on it is a fruitcake. Let's just go. Yeah, we go. I, 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 mean, we I, go. I, I you know, I, I apologize for those who like it, but yeah. I'm sorry. It's just no, Unless you're
3: putting not. unless you're putting jalapenos in addition to the pineapple,
2: which brings it back to pizza it does not it does not but perfect answer it's it's what i hope to, to end up having there you want to have some wine yeah <laughs> let's, let's,
5: <laughs> of course let's have wine I, I'm, barry I'm do we have
3: try. to ask you a second time on this one
5: no so this is this is a barolo that i actually picked up this morning okay uh and it is made with nebbiolo grapes from the Piemonte region one of my favorites
4: I appreciate you pouring because my shaky hands would be all over the That's place. That's all right. I'm here for you, Barry. Eh, a couple more drinks. The shakes will go away, Barry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, I drink so
5: much. Is, <laughs> is this
2: what you want to do, the tasting or the limoncello? With let's, the,
5: we could, well, we could, let's do the limoncello just because of the sweetness and, and right. everything. So and I'm then, not going to taste the wine yet. yet. We'll, I'll we'll, let it breathe. We'll, yeah, we'll let that, that, that kind yeah. of simmer for a minute. So so I have another <clears> half of my cigar, which most of you
2: guys don't have because you didn't. I have exactly half. Well, half, but, half but I get to light it up. Brand Fresh, new. yeah.
4: You know how you can tell that I talk way too much. I think you should like that one reverse. Look at this. I think you should put the fatter end in your mouth and like the. Does it <laughs> matter? Color. It doesn't matter. No. I, I think there's more sweetness <laughs> but- in the thinner part of the cigar. Jonathan noticed it. The limoncello. It changes around the halfway point. That lem- that lemon note is kind of dissipated. And I think to go with the limoncello, you should light it the around. Mm-hmm. Tell them
2: why
5: they're wrong. Uh, because that's just not how you do it. Yeah, there
1: we go. <laughs> but, you know,
5: <laughs> it, it's again, it's it's totally up if you want to try that. That's all. But for I, I my, don't. I, I, I have tell you,
2: they're so
3: close minded <laughs> I'll sure sh- this safety back
5: with you. Not here. I'm
2: not I'm telling do that. me what it, what a pizza is
5: and what isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for the the uh, safety of my job, I'm going to tell you to smoke the Toscano. How to properly smoke. I am sure that my higher ups. Are currently watching. So. Yeah, I will. I will do it the right way, <laughs> and you, you can you can do it the wrong way, at your leisure. So when we do the pairings, we like to do it to kind of uh, get people to understand the complexity of both whatever we're drinking or eating, and the complexity of of the cigar. So one of the first steps, and we'll do it fairly rapidly. I feel bad that you're not. And
2: you guys at home, if you don't have limoncello, use Coca Cola or whatever you have. You can use whatever. <laughs>
5: realistically, yeah. that's the fun part about these cigars. You can pair them with anything. So let's go ahead and take a little sip of the limoncello. Little.
4: <laughs> Why didn't you look at me when you yeah. said little,
5: Barry? I just said little. And my the limoncello head is quick. fantastic, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. That's how it's
2: done. Yep. You don't you don't put cheese in the middle of the limoncello, right? <laughs> take,
5: take take an immediate puff of the cigar. Ed
2: Sullivan, you enjoyed that
3: comment yes. too much.
5: <laughs> I did. And then another sip of the limoncello.
3: And you should start to feel warm around the cheek area. So I, am the wa- body.
5: I
2: am warming up
3: nice, um, nicely.
5: The the difference there is when you first had the limoncello, it was more of that citrus, that really powerful, powerful hit at first. Yep. After the puff of the cigar, it was full sweetness. And then as the sweetness dissipated off the palate, you get more of the citrus, even maybe even a little bit stronger of the lemon and a tartness on the back of yes, your tongue. Right? Yes, absolutely true. Right? Yeah. So then we're going to do, what do we just do? We did drink, smoke, drink, right? Mm-hmm. This job is tough. Yeah. Take uh, <laughs> a, a, a puff, a drink, and a puff. Does that make sense? We're going to take a puff of the cigar. Yeah. A sip of the limoncello, and then another puff. puff Trying puff. to remember what the first puff tastes like on your palate. Right.
4: So it's like SOS Morse code, but for tasting. Right. All right.
2: Let's do it. You can chime in anytime you want.
4: Yeah, you're not doing this, Jonathan.
3: Yeah. You could help. Yeah, I was watching. <laughs> I was still mad at Ed Sullivan for enjoying that comment too much.
5: Now, the second puff of the cigar itself. First and foremost, you're really going to get bitterness from the limoncello after the puff of the cigar. Yes. I'm the made. second puff of the cigar, you're going to hear taste more of the woody notes rather than anything. It's going to knock it down a notch or two, but you're going to taste more of the yeah. woody notes because the
3: two lemon flavors are really going to cancel. They cancel each out. other yeah.
5: out. That citrus that you yeah. initially tasted. Same, same cigar, same thing completely different completely taste, taste. yeah so then we can go ahead and i don't know <laughs> this is my favorite part and i do do this you're gonna shoot it aren't you <laughs> no i'm not gonna shoot no no don't no, lie no. i was hoping for that no we're getting snow i have to be you know i have to be careful because eventually i have to drive
2: snowstorm um, now yeah, now if
4: you happen to spill this in the snow it's okay to have yellow snow at that point it is. it's 100 percent. in fact i <laughs> would have tell somebody to do it they, it's they a slush no, it's slushy. limoncello slushy
5: <laughs> um let's clear our, our nasal palate. Mm. So <clears throat> when i when i do these pairings people look at me and they're like what the heck are you talking about but ultimately to understand the true complexity of a cigar a lot of it comes from your nose your Shall nasal I? cavity. You Got to shoot a snort rocket so, real quick? Yeah, just real <laughs> fast, just, you know. Um, no, we're going to take a sip of the alcohol. We're going to Blow it out your nose. S- S- no, that's what I don't <laughs> want to happen. And sometimes it does happen, and then I get yelled at. So we're going to take a sip of the alcohol. We're going to suck the air over the alcohol while the alcohol remains in your mouth. Let the alcohol go down your throat, and then go ahead and blow the air out your nose. So like <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, like that. All right. Okay. Let's do it.
3: This is enthralling. That's David swishing the uh, <clears throat> the liquor, and now he's retrohaling the vapors.
5: And then an immediate puff of the cigar. So the um, notes on your on your nasal cavity should be solely lemon mm-hmm. when you when you when you blow the uh, alcohol vapors out your yep. nose, and the cigar itself almost becomes to me becomes a little bit more creamy. Uh, and again, I think I taste a little bit more of the hickory than I tasted uh, the, the, a little bit of the the hickory flavoring rather than the other. This is awesome. Yeah, cigar definitely became creamier. Yep.
2: Completely changes yeah. the cigar. Yeah. All those different things makes the cigar yeah. taste different than it you'd does. Never, and, all,
5: and all good. You'd never think a little stick like this right. would can hold do so much. Can do all these things. Right? Yeah. So
2: Get a lot of out of a Toscano. two different cigars. All these different tastes that happen. I wonder if this happens with a regular tr- traditional cigar.
4: Some cigars, I, I believe so. Yeah, because yeah. some pair really well with rum or bourbon, and I think that the alcohol component changes some of the complexities of the cigars. It seems to do it more uh, noticeably with the Toscano. Yeah.
5: And that could be from our fermentation and from the fire curing process itself.
4: Which I I
3: think would be interesting with a PD Scotch because, again, you're going to have those similar flavor notes probably canceling themselves out. Correct. If you're smoking it in the way you were just describing. And now you're going to be getting… The different flavors, both out of the scotch but also out of the out of the cigar
5: well that 's one of the beauties about not just Toscano about the cigar industry in general, but obviously I work for toscano, so i 'm going to talk about toscano it, it 's all earthy everything comes from ultimately, if you think about it the same place, from somewhere in the ground, whether it be scotch or bourbon or whatever it is, comes from something that has grown in a similar way to tobacco. So you're always going to go ahead and you're going to find similarities and differences in anything that comes from something that comes out of the ground. But there's always going to be that underlying uh, line of there's definite earthy tones, whether it be, you know, some people say, you know, Michael, when I smoke Toscano, I almost taste some soil. We're proud of that. That's not a bad thing for us. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We're actually proud of the fact that you can taste You know, in some of our cigars, the earthiness. I'm not saying you're chewing on dirt, but at the end of the day... This was a
2: funny turn of phrase.
3: Yeah,
5: well, you know. And
2: it's been been said in the cigar industry as tasting notes, earthy and stuff. And I think over the years, people have recognized of that, not in a negative way, of, um, let's take uh, San Andreas, uh, Mexican tobacco, earthy component. Yep. By itself, not good, total, earthy taste of what it is. But mixed in with other things, other flavors, it's a great thing. Sure. Salt is another thing of you know, salt by itself, terrible. Added onto something as one of the components is is an awesome flavor, and that's how it is with earthiness. Yep. Uh, add add earthiness to Kentucky smoke, pretty awesome. Yep. It's the great same company. with the
4: show. Jonathan's a little salty by yeah. himself. He's a little difficult, but yeah, add into the ingredients, it yeah. works well. Works. Just keep
3: yeah. hot poking the bear. <laughs> there we
4: boy. go. Let me let me move before this comes
2: to a head, please. <laughs> I'm going to stab uh, so, one of them toothpicks. So happy birthday to your dad. Can we can yep. we taste wine yeah, now?
5: Absolutely. We could do the Barolo. Okay. Shantani to everybody. Yes. Chin chin. Especially your
2: dad. Yep. Happy birthday. Many more. Happy birthday.
6: Jonathan's just sitting there sober, yeah, hungry, hungry. He's angry. not drinking. And
4: he doesn't play <laughs> with reindeer games. You know, he's... What he is. Bro. So we have a question in the chat room. Like like Dave, one of our listeners is planning on visiting Italy this fall. There are so many anti-smoking regulations here in the states. They want to know if you could walk the streets and smoke a cigar.
5: Yeah, usually you can. I mean, obviously there might be some different areas where they, <clears throat> but normally nine times out of ten, because uh, I haven't been to every city in Italy, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have never had a problem. You can't smoke inside. You can go to the tobacco shop itself. Yeah buy the cigar and have to be, I think it's 20 feet from the door. But as long as you're outside, they usually don't They don't say anything. And
2: anymore. if I was to walk around Italy and people were smoking, the majority of people would be smoking this. Yeah,
5: 96.5% market share. 96%! I would, I would say that you'd, you'd probably see a couple of Toscano out there. But it is interesting. I have people come to me and say, you know, I, I didn't see Toscano in my local shop and i always look for those so then i can give feedback to italy because that's just to me it's unheard of 96% it's crazy i don't think
2: anybody in the us Nobody has, has has a 10% market, market has, it, has double digit like that. no there's no double digit that's somebody nuts. with it's, it's it's all of it and how about if you go cross out of italy and you go into the next country is it still Toscano heavy?
5: I mean, it's getting the, there. It's not yeah. nearly – you're not going to find another country that has the percentage that Italy has, obviously. But yeah. I'll be honest with you. The export team for Manifattori Siguro Toscano was really, really working hard. Um, this year we crossed the threshold. We're at 77 different countries worldwide now. Uh, over 215 million sticks. Wow. I mean, you know, we're we're growing fairly rapidly and that's that's the really exciting That's eighty
2: percent of the US consumption.
5: Yeah, that's the I always use that yeah. too. You know, you think about what is it, three hundred and thirty billion ish yeah. sticks that are sold, yeah. uh, you know, uh in the United States, and you looked at in comparison to one company, Manifattore Sigaro Toscano cigars. Here, as we say in the United States, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Impressive, you know. And, and, we're and there's them. a
2: whole bunch of people out there that says, you know, I never even smoked one. Well, shame on you. There's no reason to anymore. It's here in the U.S. It's it's thriving. Uh, it's growing. You got to try it. Take away everything negative you're thinking about it until you end up smoking it. And there's a whole bunch of different ones to do it. Uh, it's awesome, and I want to play. You gave me a little shot of all the different stuff, uh, with the <clears throat> exception of Garibaldi is actually not listed in there, but it is coming up. It's coming, and um, th- there's so many different things, including the two new to offer. One is the one we smoked earlier, which is going to be the Macchiato. Macchiato, and the second one is I can't oh, right. see. <laughs> I see. I'm trying to get a couple <laughs> nah, of
5: drinks, nah, but getting there. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Not yeah. We're very excited about but it. But if
2: I looked at the at the Italy portfolio, <laughs> yeah. I'll find it. You will. So you will. we can figure this out. <laughs> but how many front marks do you have in Italy?
5: What? That's you it's know, like a needle in a haystack. It, it's. You'll be. I think you'll be able to tell which one it All is. All right. So, uh and I'm only saying that to be honest with you. I don't even know if I can or can't say that. I just don't want to get.
2: Better close. Better play it safe. Yeah, that's right. And, that's and they right. they happy with you. They're looking at the how U S is doing, and
5: I sure hope so. Uh,
2: I, I I sure hope so because uh, you know unless you want to report the number it was it was a gigantic growth.
5: Yeah, it was. It was it, it was gigantic.
2: Uh, I'm I'm certain there's not one other cigar company in the U S. that can even claim half of that.
5: Yeah, and that's the I mean obviously it's 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 a drop in the bucket of where we want to be. Of course, but we're you know for us to be growing as we are year over year the substantial growth that we've had is. You know, it's a testament to quite a few things. Number one, I always say, our farmers and our cigar rollers—that's number one. With all women, them, by the way, yes, all forty women. There's no, there's no nothing that we can do without them. The second is obviously the uh, retailer and end consumers. Without you, who give us the shot, the opportunity to to make this product what it is, we would be nobody. And then, obviously, the third is our team on the ground, our you know our day to day bashers that go out with Miami Cigar, the Miami Cigar team, um, and uh, the leadership under Jason Wood and everything yep. is really something that's phenomenal. And we're and very, you guys, very proud.
3: You guys seem very happy with that relationship. It
5: is. We, you know, Jason himself. I love the fact that they say one life, one family because that's how we feel with them. We wow. feel one life, one family with them. They're they're a phenomenal group of individuals who have great knowledge in the tobacco industry and we're really, really I really honestly happy.
3: feel I honestly feel like you're not just a page in the portfolio for them. No. That you are you are something that they represent when they come in here.
5: It is, it is. It's definitely and even after, you know, we just had our sales meeting and it was just phenomenal to hear the feedback from the guys. You know, obviously we look for uh, positive feedback, but anything that may not be so positive yeah. is important for us Gotta to grow hear it. and learn. And, and these these guys here put it in a way that you know they believe in our product, uh, and we believe in them. And that's you know that's the beautiful partnership. That we and want.
2: I'll tell you for them, and I'll stand up for them. Not an easy pull. I, I was a believer and I understood the product, but I know that most retailers out there don't understand it yet. It's going to be education. Most consumers don't understand it. It's going to be education, and that's what it seems you've been doing the past two years. And I would imagine going forward, it's going to be the same thing. This it is. It year. is.
5: And, and, you know, I, I really do think, and I'm not just saying it because it's a big part of what I do, but the events and getting people to smoke is what's really helping us grow. You know, getting people to to sit there with the cigars in their hands is something that's, that's, that's a huge, huge benefit for this cigar. Because the normal American uh, consumer is not going to go for this cigar. No. They compare it, like you said, to a very rough... Rough, heavy smoke, where in reality, it's premium tobacco, and they're just afraid because of the appearance.
2: And the guy that's out there that sees this happening at his local brick-and-mortar store, wherever that is, and sees it it coming up, they may poo-poo it and say, I'm going to pass. I'm not going to go to that event. I think you're missing a major thing. This is something different. You really should do it. And I think it'll be the best experience you had actually trying something you thought you wouldn't like. Yep. You know, you're, you're pushing away away from it. Go to it. Try it. I think you're going to be pleasant. I know you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Would you say this is mild to medium? I would say it's not strong at all. And I know that people look at it and say, this is, this is a, a strong cigar, and it's not. You Medium. know why? Medium.
3: You know why it's not a strong cigar? Why? Too thin. It's too thin?
2: You wouldn't be able to get it to burn if you put Hero in this. Well. And just loaded it up. Are you prepared to talk about uh at all a forty two ring gauge cigar coming out or anything uh
5: you're really pushing our time. He's trying trying to real. <laughs> oh man, I give you credit. I'll take that as a no. I give you credit. I want no, of, But the, the,
2: if you don't want the information, I'm not. We don't go forward. But I, I push as much as I possibly can.
5: One of the biggest things that I always tell our consumers, you know, on the consumer side, think of it as this. Like I said earlier, the fifth, 1950s Field and Stream, where it's your cigar for everyday use, convenience, no humidification, premium tobacco, for the retailer. Never going to take away from your other sales. It's always an add-on sale. It should be sold as such. Absolutely. And in addition to that, our stands that we've created—you know, our team in Italy in particular—but not the phenomenal, phenomenal. Phenom- I mean, we've seen growth over 200% in stores that have taken in our stands. even
2: to open a little job and with, smell with
5: the, it we are, and, and understand it yeah. and sell it by the stick instead of by the box. It's been really beneficial. So again, our success too is 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 massively due to the team that we have in Italy also. and yeah. They don't get enough credit. They're all behind the scenes. So, Well,
2: they get credit here. Thank you. Thanks for the support of uh, the Cigar Authority, Michael Cappellini, for, for visiting us again. Uh, snowstorm, I know you want to head out. Yeah, and, we're probably going to uh, have be, to head out soon. Be what you can, so uh, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, Thursday was the annual meatball event where the reigning champion, Steve Saka, went up against four competitors and this time had no idea who they would be. We'll give you the chew-by-chew chew details as we light up the perfect cigar for smoking after that event and during that event and later there was a cigar press release coming out this week that seemed ridiculous to me but maybe it's going to serve a purpose we'll talk about that too we're live in the Toscano Cigar stage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network
6: Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at aging room cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain where the idea for aging room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solara, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solara becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore.
10: In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Estelian and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit serenocigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection.
3: The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th
2: anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar
9: Will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Orojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Got Jason Wood from Miami Cigar and Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority.
2: There we go. Welcome back, everybody. It looks like the cigar industry is starting to pick sides, and some of them seem like meatballs. See where I went there with that? What the Welcome hell? Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Just tying everything in together the best gonna, I can. I want to tie in
3: a shout-out. Uh, my friend Chrissy from Australia is listening to uh, the show. She's not into cigars, but she finds us somehow... <laughs> I think she said oh, oddly entertaining. <laughs> that was the exact phrase. We've
2: been called worse. We've been called yeah. worse than that. Okay, so... Uh, the next cigar we're gonna smoke is about talking over the table after dinner, which is a, a, a perfect uh cigar for this, which it's part of the care package,
4: I believe, or it was part of the care package prime. Prime, okay, the prime one. So what do we have, Barry? Well so today's second cigar is Sober Mesa, which is manufactured in Nicaragua for Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. The size that we are gonna smoke is the Cervantes Fino, which is six and a quarter by forty-six. It features an Ecuadorian Lamaica. Habano grade number one, a Mexican Maracapa Negro de Temporal binder, and fillers from Nicaragua and Pennsylvania Broadleaf Lajaro. A single cigar will set you back eleven fifty nine. dollars while a box of $25 is $243.99, which is a savings of about $46 or 16% off the box price on 2 If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try 2 That's the number two. GuysCigars.com. You're going to be
2: hearing a lot of that Pennsylvania Broadleaf coming up. A lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it hot? No, the problem is that the Connecticut Broadleaf is hard yeah, to get. Can't get the good one. Yeah. Well... It has a different taste to it, and uh, some people are strong believers in it and have been for years and years, but you're going to start seeing it showing up more and more often. So let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So uh, forty six ring gauge, Ed Sullivan. You like this? This is in your wheelhouse of I love size. It. Yep. Is this the one you bought most often?
6: This I think it's still a little bit ahead of the short Churchill. Okay. This is the one I went to when they were first introduced. The okay. short Churchill came out later, so I guess I've smoked twenty ish boxes of these. All right, Kip. it's got a
3: it's got a little sweetness, but
6: not. Sugary sweetness.
3: It's got more of a raisiny type sweetness Yeah, the cold draw.
2: Absolutely. So cold draw this, all you Prime listeners. If you're a regular care package listener, you want to bump up to Prime, give Barry a call, 888-2-CIGAR-2, 888-2-CIGAR-2, and he can bump you up so you can be part of yep. when, this, when this ends up happening. If you're just a regular one, that's fine, too. Thank you.
4: And if you don't want to hunt and peck for it 2-CIGAR-2, two two, it's two two four-four two 4272 Two two four four two seven two. Operators are standing by. Standing by. They, no, they're no, actually they not. There's they're nobody not. there. The operator's <laughs> here. Wait till Monday <laughs> if you want desk. to
2: talk to Barry. Uh, do people call you up and talk to like people yeah, are listening to this yeah, show? Yeah,
4: I'll answer the phone. And they're like, oh my god, is this Barry? I'm <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I listen to the show. At which point, I usually go, I'm sorry. <laughs> right.
2: I find myself apologizing all the time too. It's the weirdest thing. We're gonna light our cigar
3: today with the Vertigo Gauntlet. The Vertigo Gauntlet features single action, three inline jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. At the bottom, you've got an easy adjustment wheel and a flip out bullet punch. And most of the lighters come with this pretty
2: cool distressed finish, so you don't have to worry about beating the lighter up. No, it's already beat up. And and I've had mine in my glove compartment, and I go in and I say, Wow, I've had this for a long time. It's pretty beat up, but no, it's not. It's in perfect <laughs> it's condition. It's the way it comes. The
3: Vertigo Gauntlet
2: is nineteen ninety nine looks like a used lighter but it's not i like it <laughs> usually you pay extra for that right well they do that with jeans right they got rips in them and all that. i make yeah. fun of my daughter all the time you, your jeans are ripped and <laughs> all this stuff yeah i bought them extra i paid extra for that no extra here for this for this lighter okay so uh we started this last year for the first time the meatball for Mister Jonathan's birthday, Happy birthday, Mister Jonathan! Thanks. We moved the date, uh, and the date had to be moved actually because of um, I think it was TPE with um, Yeah, um, that's exactly Steve Saka yep. uh, decided he was going to go to the TPE, which we'll get a little into um, later on. But um, this year, because Steve Saka won, and last year it was us four. Yep, and there was no Steve Saka. The idea was us four. Just as a cigar authority, who makes the best meatball? And uh, I thought I had this hands down. The only Italian-American here in the bunch. I know how to make a meatball. And um, Steve said he wants to be part of it. And I said, okay, Steve, I'm figuring Saka. I don't know. There's an A at the end of it, but that's no Italian name. I got this too. <laughs> I and mean, he looks like he knows his way around a plate. Yeah, it looks like he can he run a plate for sure. <laughs> um, but okay, we'll have him on here. And, um, you know, honestly, it wasn't even a competition. He killed us. This year was very different, very, very different. It was very close, and uh, we'll get into that. So I told him he called maybe the day before. He didn't care up until the end. uh, Of All of a sudden, he cares who is the competitors, which we said, none of your business. You're just coming up, and that's it. And uh, he pressed, and he pressed, and we wouldn't tell him who it was because we thought we had a little uh, something up our sleeve, Right. Um, we wanted to change it up a little bit, so the, there were five competitors altogether, number one being Steve Saka, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, the ones that make uh, Sober Mesa that are smoking here, and the former champion, or the champion at that time. Uh, number two, we asked customers to participate, Um, only one guy really came forward to say he, he, a lot of people had said it beforehand, then when we opened it up, everybody kind of backed off. Yeah,
4: they were like, "Uh, I really want to do all that work. Right. And uh,
2: Mike Galiza, who's a customer, and Mike, thank you so much for doing this. Mike Mike, G, we call him. We call him Mike G. It's Mike Galiza. He's an Italian-American and said, I'll do it. I've been making meatballs my whole life. I know how to do this. I got it. And to me, he's the ringer. Mm -hmm. You know, that here it is, a a guy that does it, because Steve actually, his first meatball he ever made in his life is the one he won in the competition. And $400 worth worth of of ingredients ingredients to make 50 meatballs. As
6: I recall, he made some test ones before he made the ones for the competition. Uh,
2: In case they fell apart or whatever, but his ingredients was his ingredients. Um, And... Uh, I made meatballs a million times and and so was Mike Galiza so okay we got this no problem the third one we brought in somebody who knows his way around a kitchen for sure knows his way, way around meat uh, and is actually a direct competitor Watch and, it, had, parents. and had some and had some uh, um, run-ins with uh, our champion and it was Mr. Jonathan Connie from La Florida Minicana who called and asked if he would do it. I thought it was perfect. I loved the idea of it. And he was all in. And not only did he uh, gear up for it, he made all the meatballs right here at the store. I have a kitchen in the back over here. And he came in early in the morning and went from scratch.
6: Just to torture you with the smell all day. Oh, my God. It was
2: unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, And he knows his way around a kitchen and and knows stuff. My God. So I said, all right, this guy's got it. Uh, Maybe not an Italian, but hey, He's a chef. I would say he's a chef, right? Absolutely. Uh, this is a family thing that his family's been in the restaurant business for years and stuff. And he's got a great background. He's going to be a perfect guy for this. Uh, I'd look forward to it. Another person that approached me, and I've known him for a long period of time in the cigar industry, said, I would love to be be in it. And the, and the guy, besides digging uh, cigars as much as he does, um, Always a, a barbecue or a cook, a chef, everything, and I've known him for almost thirty years now. From Perdomo cigars, Roy Kirby, and uh, another ringer, really. Also, I mean, chef quality. Yes, he he knows his way around. Mostly smokers, but he he knows he knows his way around food. Yep. And uh, I said, beautiful. That'll be great. So now I have cigar companies going up against them too, and prefaced by this is Steve's. He's a champion. We're we're. Giving a special cigar that day, the Popetta, which was made just for the event. Popetta meaning meatball. So Steve made a mix filler, like mixing the different uh, things that go into meatballs, into a premium cigar, which I will say it will. And Barry's going to do a review on that this week, maybe?
4: Yeah, it'll be uh, Thursday's review. I have Monday and Tuesday written already, so it'll go up Thursday. Um,
2: So you'll see the information on that. Everybody got one of those cigars when they came in. So that was interesting to have, Um, but Roy Kirby, a ringer, and um, at the last minute, our barista Gary Marino, our our other Italian that was going to get in here and show it, uh, had some surgery done, and in and out of the hospital, and doctors, and stuff like that, and bowed out at the last second, and I will give uh, praise to Mr. Jonathan, who was ready Uh, well, I had, I had happened to have have 50 meatballs. I had made, (laughs) I had made
3: meatballs for dinner and I just made, I made, Sure that I doubled the batch and had enough, so I had fifty extra in the event. Fifty that
2: extra meatballs. Who has fifty extra meatballs <laughs> in the event? You have that any extra meatballs. If someone
3: 50. couldn't make it, yeah. if something happened with weather or whatever, I, we would at least have. It the was five great. Meatballs.
2: Thank you, and that's how we play here with two guys, just in case. Uh, or else it would have been four meatballs, which would have been plenty along with the pasta and everything. They got the ziti with lines, and the sauce smelled so delicious. Um, everything, everything was great.
6: I'm grateful that he was allowed to participate. Otherwise, I'd be eating meatballs for, for the rest of your life.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Right.
6: Ed Sullivan doesn't like meatballs.
2: So we put a little toothpick in each meatball. There's a red toothpick, a green, yellow, blue, and natural, like you saw, um, that was just set up. And I said, make sure you save one of each of these. And and we did. Um, and uh, here's how uh, it played out. We had eight people pick the red one. Eleven picked the green one. Yellow was 10, blue was 6, and natural was 10. So two people at 10, one one person at 11, the winner, and falling behind was an 8 and 6. So this thing was pretty damn close. All you got to pick was your favorite one. There's no second place, third place, or anything like that, although they did push it. So first place, one winner. A tie for second place at 10, just one off from, from that. Um... And it came down to one vote, separating one, two, and three. One, one vote total. Um. So I said, okay, I'm just going to go with everybody came in second place, and I'm going to reward the winner, Huge! the place you exploded. Played, you played that <laughs> room like a fiddle with that. I didn't know that's the way it was going to go. <laughs> I really didn't want to do it because, you know, thanks for everybody participating. They spent their own money making the meatballs and, the, and basically the time and everything that went into it. So, But these guys would have none of that. There's no participation trophies awarded here. We want it down. Lay it and, out. And you were a strong component of it also. Yes, I am. So here they We're standing right sitting right where we're sitting here, and I said, Okay, then I'm going to work backwards and give you the last place winner. Uh, and and coming in last place was the blue toothpick, and we mentioned the blue toothpick in the last hour because Michael Capellini said. Well, I don't know who did the Bluetooth pick, but there's some cheese in the center of it, and this is not a meatball, and this is in last place. and coming in last place was the Bluetooth pick. Two years in a row, Mr. Jonathan Now, in my
3: defense Mr.
4: consistency. In, in
2: my defense. Yeah. Last year I came in
3: fifth place. This year, I came in fourth place because there was a tie for second. <laughs> yeah, that's what you so want to So, I'm talk. moving up. No,
4: when there's a tie for second, there's now a third place. It goes to fourth place and then fifth that's place. That's right. No. And that's, that's how not I how I do it. Yeah. Well, uh,
3: no. And if you had any idea how difficult it is to stuff mozzarella inside a tiny meatball. I they have no be idea because you don't do that.
2: <laughs> I tried to do something a little creative, something that's different. Your, that's your problem. Uh, yeah. Go traditional because that's the contest well, of it. Stop putting pineapple on the pizza and jalapenos and everything. Yeah, no. does it taste good? Yes, but you're not going to win the pizza
3: award. I'm not entering any pizza competitions, but for next year, I may have to just go traditional. Are meatball. you doing
2: it next year? after? Tra- I have to. No, you don't. I have to defend my <laughs> title. Of loss, of last place. <laughs> Somebody can do it worse than me. I know they can.
3: What we really need to do is do a store-bought meatball because that's going to be the one that wins. Just throw a store bought meatball in there and say, "Okay, there's
6: a there's a ringer in there." Why don't you do that?
3: I'm not put. I'm making meatballs, yeah. but we can also put a store bought one in there. But if you want a chance to
6: win, you should go store bought.
3: Maybe I'll mix them in there.
2: All right, all right. So red,
4: where's my answers here? Chat room said it is uh, wow, Mister J, last again, ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> The universe has spoken. <laughs> it
2: has. And, and I'll tell you, he's a, he's a great cook. And usually he makes something really great. And I go, this is the best whatever it is that I ever had. And you, and you hold a title on a lot of these things. So then it'll be two, three weeks later or something. And he's making that again. And I'm like, awesome. This was so great. And then it's a total failure. I go, what do you do? He says, I changed it up a bit. Why would you do that? It was the best there ever was. Now I'm changing it up a bit. And it's never been the same. So Steve Sokka should just make... The
3: cigars that he makes, and that's it. He should never do another test blend. He should once, never see if
2: this tobacco works with that He should make a test tobacco. blend for a different cigar, but don't change the cigar. Don't change the meatball. If you made a great meatball once, that's the great meatball. It's over. Should McDonald's continue to change the big around? I, I came in last place. I got to change it. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, so you got to change a point. It. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up uh, was Red. In red was Roy Kirby from Perdomo Cigars coming in um, next loser. Uh, by the way, every meatball, including yours, was thank fantastic. You know, thank you. Uh, Roy Kirby's meatballs. Was well, in fantastic. Ed Sullivan's case,
3: fantastic four meatballs. Correct.
2: Okay. So now we have the three people that are left, which is the Italian Michael Lisa and Mr. Jonathan Carney. And Steve Saka. Those three remained because they had to actually take the walk of The amount
3: after. of shit-talking that was going on <laughs> yeah. up here between the three of them
2: was mind-blowing. And now I told
4: them. I have a question. Yeah. What was worse, Jonathan's meatball or his outfit? His outfit was outrageous.
6: I think the outfit was worse than the meatball. I the meatball
4: wasn't was, bad. No. I, I got to give credit to Ed Santa Maria for coming up with Chef R D. Yeah, yeah, that was, was that un- him.
2: That was yes. unacceptable. <laughs> okay, it's unacceptable. Can't say that stuff anymore. So now there's a two way tie for second place and a winner. So all these three people to there was one vote off of, of how it came out. So now I had to actually say who the two people were giving the award to it so coming in at second place was a tie and it was between michael the italian coming in second place and mr jonathan connie coming
3: now, in second i know that michael just made he made a traditional meatball
2: that's it. Absolutely. And that's the one, by the way, Michael Cappellini picked. yellow yep. mm-hmm. picked a traditional meatball just a, because that's what an no Italian frills, meatball tastes just like. Just a it's exact, straight up meatball. And it was a excellent meatball. I go into restaurants, Italian restaurants, the meatballs are horrible. Yeah, don't even get them. Right. Don't even get them. Uh, I what, can't tell you where a good meatball is anywhere. No. What I'll say At about my house is where a great meatball is. What I'll say about
3: Carney's meatball is he had some Very high-end ingredients in there. Yeah, he pulled a Steve Saki's. It was expensive. Duck fat. Oh, my God. But one thing I'll say about him. It was a great meatball. It's a great meatball. But the thing I learned in being with him in the kitchen was an improvement on the marinara sauce. Very interesting how he does it. Well, your sauce was great. Thank you. I told you. As my, now my cooking. sauce is even better.
2: Yeah. Now oh it's my even God. better. The smell in this place was like old school going home on Sunday. <laughs> and Oh, my God. I've learned how to So sauce. Steve Saka won. Congratulations, Steve Saka! once again. Absolutely. It killed me to actually say it. I didn't cheat. I was thinking about it. And it, No, I never. I do it by whatever it uh, turns out. Uh, and this year was
3: not presentation. It wasn't presentation. No, everybody it, stepped their game up in that department.
6: They did, but um, I don't think Steve spent as much time on this year's. No,
2: or, or as much money.
6: Oh, certainly nowhere near. Yeah, no,
2: he had about fifty dollars worth. So of <laughs> he meatballs. holds a championship, and he will be here next year, and we will have four competitors against him, and uh, we need to dethrone him, uh, or he's going to keep coming back. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, you know what's so funny is that Steve and Dave, when they're together,
3: they they're like brothers. They they talk shop. They almost love each other. And then when they were away from each other, the amount of shit talking that
6: happened. Well, they are like brothers. They were
2: yelling at each other. Oh, it was awesome. Before. It was awesome. (laughs) So it it was a lot of fun. Uh, You know what? I, I call it a cigar event. It is an event. It's an event um and the the cigars kind of play second fiddle to what it is but he stepped it up with making that special cigar which now he's using uh for events, a- across, for the events across the country and it was great it was yeah so it was great. uh it, he's he's a great partner to have and uh uh he plays it up good and now the uh, one little the one little
3: thing that we didn't touch on is that Jonathan Carney as a result of his little dust up with Mr. Saka Earlier in the year, uh, put yes. sugar on a meatball <laughs> and bruleed it, and then served it to Steve before the event. Before and it no, all nobody started, nobody was around,
2: and just handed it to him. And Steve laughed out loud. I'll he tell you, thought that. it was the funniest. Yeah, he's, and, a, good it was. It was, so, he's a good sport. It was. So that's that. Okay, that ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. <laughs> VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And this time, I'm having the Cuban Scarface Al Pacino, Tony Montana, versus the Italian Al Pacino, Michael Corleone from The Godfather Part 2.
4: Well, first of all, Jonathan's not allowed to vote on this. I can do whatever the hell I want,
2: And And it's The Godfather Part 2, not Part 1. You saw that yeah, right? I saw
4: all three. Okay. Wish I didn't see the
2: the the it. I told slide. you not to see three. <laughs> I, I asked you not to see that one. Who's the
3: who's the first guy?
2: Is Al Pacino as Tony Montana, the Cuban. It's so it's Al Pacino versus Al Pacino, but it's the two characters, the Tony Montana Al Pacino versus the Michael Corleone in Godfather Part Two against each other. It's gotta be Scarface.
6: It isn't.
2: No, it's definitely
3: Scarface. No. Say no. hello to my little friend. Come on.
6: No, I think uh, Michael Corleone is—he's is, sneaky. Yeah, but he'll every, sneak off and find, yeah. find a gun stash. They'll kill his somewhere. own brother. Yep. He'll kill his own brother. Oh, no. I, I every blew it right. I blew it for those. The, uh, every spoiler single spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The movie's
3: forty years old. I think you say what happens. Every single man that's ever held a gun longer than two feet has said, say hello to my little friend. He changed popular culture with that one. I line. think
6: every man has said that regardless. How about this? That's a fair point. <laughs> that,
2: that, that's what Jonathan How about tells this? to the women all Tony the time. Tony Montana dies at the end, and Michael Corleone lives. Yeah. The answer is Michael Corleone. Corleone yeah. He can't be killed. Bullshit. See, he this is be- why you can't make a good
4: meatball. That's it.
3: I make a great meatball. I just can't seem to beat Steve Saka.
4: You couldn't beat four other people either. (laughs) Also, a fair point. It's
6: more than four if you take two years' worth of defeat. True. All right, let's
2: find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's
3: What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled n to bar for a perfect draw
0: every time. If you
3: haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar
4: today. And this week, Representative Anthony Sabatini introduced a memorial bill in the Florida House that encourages his fellow lawmakers to support two federal bills, That would protect premium cigars from regulation. And there we go. The (laughs) Italian-Americans coming in for us again. A memorial bill is a symbolic uh, bill, but uh, it encourages the legislative bodies to actually vote on an existing bill. Okay. So it has no power whatsoever, but it's just a reminder. All right. In college football this week, LSU capped off their perfect season by winning the national championship. And in order to celebrate, quarterback Joe Burrow from LSU lit up a cigar in celebration where he was subsequently threatened with arrest for lighting up in the locker room. Oh, crazy. Another cop stopped in, told him it was okay, even though it wasn't, and the party continued with nobody being arrested.
2: There's a guy shooting up in the back room. Yeah, you're going to take
4: 50 years of college tradition and tell him he can't light up a cigar? So
3: uh, Rob wrote in on that. that, Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. You can continue.
4: And then uh, and the last thing, press release after press release came out this week about who's attending, who's not attending uh, PCA. It's crazy. And it's getting out of control. And that's what's up in this cigar. So
2: how, how about that? People sending press releases out to say they are going. After 42 mm. years of going to the trade show, we are here to announce we are going to the trade show. Yeah. What's up with that?
4: I, I don't know. It's like, I didn't send you the invitation. I don't want your RSVP. Just go.
2: So did you put any of those press releases out? I don't know if you did or not.
4: I did not. I thought it was.
2: And I don't ask you. I let you do whatever you want to do. But uh, I saw the press releases out there from other um, cigar media and stuff, putting press releases out of things that aren't news. Was it news when the people announced they weren't going to go? That was news. That was a big, big deal. And that's going to shake through this industry for a long time of what happened. This is so damaging of what's happening behind the scenes here. It's ugly, and uh this is my problem with big tobacco. You hear me always fight the stuff. But putting press releases out of things that should not be press releases, it's a political pawn. It's a political move of mm-hmm. saying here, so this is the separation that's happened at this mm-hmm. point. They're choosing sides. I told you at the beginning of this that companies are choosing sides. That's the exact thing I wanted to get into. Of Now it's like, Okay, you got to pick a side. You don't have to pick a side. Go to the trade show, enjoy yourself, have a good time, support the industry or whatever. You don't need to bash those guys either. Right. They're bashing you. I don't know. I, I'm the two. You get punched and you want to feel like punching back or something. Or you step it up and say, you know, let them do what they want. Two wrongs, don't make a right, and just leave it alone because this thing's going to get ugly. As it does, as the separation happens, it's going to weaken us. And we're going to get so weak but that we is can't it, even fight anymore. Is it going to? Is it that it's going to weaken
3: us, or is it that it the right people are going to get stronger? Because you you, move, you remove the bad element, the
2: people that are that don't have their good allegiance. Get, get stronger. Go get stronger. But why do you end up having to do that? What good did that do? I'm not saying that it did any good,
3: but it could be. You, we always look at uh, weaknesses as opportunities.
2: All right, let's get into this a little in the after show. Okay, I, I want to get into it. Maybe and maybe. I'll tell you some stories you haven't heard before of alleged things that are going on behind the scenes. I say alleged.
3: Because yeah. you said you weren't going to say anything about
4: it. <laughs> 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 I, 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 just to put my one quick thought, yeah. and I won't get big into it. All this does is allow the anti-spoken groups to say, we finally caused a fracture in the cigar Absolutely. industry. Divide and conquer. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and you don't see it.
2: and Or maybe decide this thing, divide and conquer or something, we're happy for legislation because legislation is going to make the little guy go under. And now they get a bigger piece of the pie. Yeah, the market share although, comes back. although painful as it is. Um, Alright, next week uh, I'll be getting ready for TPE Tobacco Plus Expo. I'm very excited about this. Uh, I have the schedules, I got, um, you know, who's going to be there, Uh, lots going on, uh, who's going to be there, who's not going to be there, we'll we'll dig into a lot of TPE, is this an opportunity for them, Um, this this fallout that's happening, or is this a chance that all these people are going to be together, they're not going to be together at IPCPR, they will be together at TPE, maybe we can clean some of this up and shake hands and say, uh, okay, let's stop this, we'll find out, we'll talk about it next week, and the following week, February 1st happy birthday to mr. Jonathan one day late and my gift to you is gonna be I won't be here Thank you. All right. And uh, let's see what you have that Super Bowl Saturday on February 1st. And when I come back on February 8th, I'll tell you all the the behind-the-scenes skinny of what's going on uh, and what I heard on there. If I can't report some of it back, hopefully I get some of it back to you so you have some sort of content when I'm away instead of just reading some ridiculous thing that you plan on doing over and over again like Barry hates. Yes. Reading. Reading. Well, Barry, why don't you just do
3: the second half of the show, and I'll do the first half, and then there won't be because as much the last reading. time
4: you told me to do something, you destroyed my thunder by stripping down on the show and scarring me for life. You did. You took your clothes off. I remember it. It still bothers me. I woke up the other night
2: in a sweats, mm-hmm. and I was remembering that show that you were sitting next to me, and and poor Ed Sullivan. Poor oh Ed, he God. had a
4: bird's eye view of your yeah. sack. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was not good. Yeah, don't do that. And, so, and I appreciate you not drinking because that's what... You know, I can imagine what happens with these dances you go to and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> blitz. I can just imagine. Don't, I, don't tell me. It. Don't tell me because it'll stay there forever. Uh, early thoughts here on Soba Mesa.
3: It's got a uh, little sweetness going on
2: there, probably from the broadleaf. Is it woodsy because I had Toscano and I got a little woodsy taste to it? I think your palate's been
4: yeah.
3: awakened mm-hmm. to the woodsy component. There's also... The a uh, little earth note in there.
4: Some white pepper on the retro hail, a little bit of retro Retrohale,
2: Mr. J. Retro heel. Here it comes. There it is, a little out. That's it. Stop and blow the rest out. Don't blow the rest out, blow it out. <laughs> 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 Why hold it in? Once you get it out there, let it go. Then that's it. You've done it. <laughs> I feel like a you quitter. You were there. I feel like You're, a quitter no. if I
1: stop. God. <laughs> because because you quitters.
2: do this each time. I almost, Ed, this is a go-to for you. Yeah, I almost. I like these a lot. All right, all right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we've seen the press releases. We talked about them. We'll get more into the PCA in the after show, um, and uh, also uh, we'll discuss uh, the new cigar. We should discuss that too. So we did a lot of this. I don't know. We'll come up with something. We only got about twenty-five minutes left to go. So stick around, everybody. We're coming back. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding.
4: Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider number nine from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android.
11: Available at top retailers like TwoGuysCigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company.
2: Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell
3: are you doing? I'm Writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. Dominguez
12: Jose. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices today. Almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand, handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under nine dollars, a legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez.
7: This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar
6: Authority on the United Podcast Network.
4: And we're back. We're
2: smoking the Sober Mesa over the table, talking about after dinner stuff. And uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, just had the meatball, a fantastic event. Um, had a special cigar at it. It was the polpetta. It was made just for that event. This is a. He, we talked about a, a quarter cigar or something like that. It's not a short fill of cigar, but what we call a sandwich or a mixed yeah. fill. He talked more about that cigar than it took him to make the meatballs. Yeah. He is a long-winded mofo. <laughs> so this is when – you know it happens in factories all the time that they get all the scrap and they end up making mixed fill cigars, which is not what I want you to understand this is. This is when he makes one of his cigars – did, did he mention which one?
6: Might it, have been the Miquirita. I don't think so. No? Sincompromiso? I think it was. That's what it was. So this was the
2: scraps just from promiso mm-hmm. And then um, he gets some longer tobacco leaves, not f- full length, but longer tobacco leaves and put them in the front. So when you cut the cigar, there wasn't little pieces of tobacco mm-hmm. that was coming out. But a shot short full of cigar, All them. if I didn't tell you, you'd, you'd never, never know it. No. You would, no, nobody no. would ever know. Um, but Long he, burn.
6: Yeah, Right, and it didn't burn hot the way some of
2: the short film yeah, does. Right. Yeah, so he, he did it really well, spent a lot of time with the ingredients. So the ingredients basically cost him nothing because it was the leftover from there. But he spent extra time on the labor of what that <laughs> is to, m- to make it go as well as it did. That cigar will not be available for sale at all. Um, we have none?
4: Uh, none. None. Um, but I when, when they was were- In the store, but not for online.
2: Okay. Yeah. So... For, um, if if you see there's a um, um, Sober Mesa event or or any Dunbarton Tobacco event, um, that will be the, you know, you'll buy a box and you'll get some of those or whatever. That's what they're going to do the whole year with it, uh, was the plan of what it is. So look for that wherever you go to cigar shops. Uh, If you want to try that cigar, it's the only way you're going to end up trying it. Watch for Barry's review this week, uh, Thursday, Thursday. and he'll review it and explain to it. Did you smoke it yet, Barry? You yeah, see-
4: I, I got my hands on two. I smoked one oh, yesterday casually. If yeah. I didn't like it, I wasn't going to review it. I'm that guy. Yeah. Uh, I liked it, uh, so therefore I'll review it.
2: Okay, so uh, look, look for that. Okay, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars.
8: It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars.
4: (laughs) One can never have too many duck buddies, or can they? Dave the Duck found out the hard way that too much of a good thing is a bad thing. The nymphomania horny Drake realized girls need love, but it wasn't God's plan for him to do it as much as 10 times a day with his duck buddies, Dora, Edith, and Freda. The duck wound up with gangring of the Pekka, so they lopped off his putrid phallus. This is one daffy story which leaves us wondering, which bathroom will the duck be allowed to use? And that's not only insane, it's asylum. You didn't like last week's, you didn't like this week's.
2: Duck story. There was duck in the meatball The tie in on whatever. Sort of tied it in. Yeah.
3: Were there any penis in the meatballs? I don't know. Tell us. Maybe the blue one. The following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Rob writes, LSU wins the college championship lights up a cele- celebratory cigar along with other players in the locker room, and cops come in and tell him to put it out. This just further proves the point that you made on last week's show. They are going to take and take, and if we don't stand up and unite. I'm a police officer, and I would have looked the other way on this one. They just won the championship. Let the players celebrate. Pretty sure Barry has this in the rundown for
2: what's up in the cigar world, but I thought I should bring it to your attention. Thank you for all you do, Rob. Do you think the cop— came over and stopped him, or do you think somebody went to the cop and said, hey, stop him, then he has to do something? So
4: there is a story going around that I'm not in the know enough to know how true it is on legitimate sites. That
2: that should never stop us. Right, legitimate sites. But
4: a a lady reporter for ESPN complained to the police officer when the door opened up and smoke came out of the locker room that she filed the complaint. This is what's been reported on a few different well, sites. Filed.
2: She went up to the cop and said, hey, smoking cigars, yeah. stop him doing that. They're not allowed to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, because pe- people, for some reason, feel it's okay to police that mm. themselves and put a stop to that. Not put a stop to all kinds of shit in the streets, <laughs> drugs, all these uh, things that have happened. But when, when it comes to uh, somebody smoking in a locker room, that's where we draw the line. That's got to be a, the end right there. So that's what's happening. Um, okay, it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. It's brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? I'm going to go $200,000. Uh, $200,000, $200, which I'm not going to pay for, but I'm going to say it, Ed Sullivan's out. <laughs> redo first grade through high school. How much time? I don't care. So much whatever. Two hundred thousand? I could probably pull that off in a year. Yeah, I could do that. Don't you have to put so much time in school? You can't just take the test and move on. Yeah, but
4: that's uh, not true. Not not really. Not to go down a, a taboo road. But have you seen what high school seniors look like these days? That are like seventeen years old? I'd be worried that I'd be brought up on charges just for looking at them the wrong way. So no, I'm out. You ever
2: see, uh, what was that movie with a. Um, They're they got, just dudes, Not better. back to school, but.
4: Um, <laughs> back to school, Rodney Dangerfield. Not back to
2: school, Rodney. He went to the, college. Oh, you're of yeah, the Adam Sandler, Sandler movie. Adam Sandler, yeah, yeah, whatever the hell that was called. One
3: yeah. to Touch the Hiney. Right,
2: right, right. That's what I think of. When, I was so bad in school. Uh, I couldn't wait to get out. I would never, there's not enough money to make me go through that. Again,
3: this is going to shock you guys and our listeners, but uh, in the first and second grade, I was homeschooled, and we yeah. used to frequently yeah. do it
2: answers a lot of questions. Go two ahead. and
3: three days worth of schoolwork because a day was a page. Yeah. so I'd do two or three and be able to get two or three days worth of work done before lunchtime, and then have the rest of the day off. You were a smart kid in school when I, when I,
2: I when you went to regular school. When I went to regular school. Yeah, what A's and B's? What? Mostly A's. Mostly A's. Yeah. Mostly A's. yeah. If I was a CD student. If I got a B, I got in trouble.
4: Really? Yeah. If Jonathan went back to school, he'd probably still get beat up. How were you in school? I always brought two lunch bunnies. Uh, depends on the grade, on the subject, uh, like history and uh, geography and stuff like that. A. Uh, math, once you started putting letters in math, I needed a tutor. Yeah. But you got through no problem. I got summer it.
2: school, no summer school classes no or anything. School. I went to summer school two years. Very bad. How about you, Ed Sullivan? You were a star. Pretty good. I knew you were. You're a smart guy. They say. People hear you and say he's a smart guy because they can't see you. I know stuff. You know stuff.
4: And the movie you were talking about was Billy Madison. Billy Madison is right. Thank you, uh, Brandon Smith. Yeah.
6: I'm tempted. Does it include kindergarten? Would I go there? Because I never went. You can just You
2: eat. didn't go to kindergarten.
6: I went no. to kindergarten. We used to have naps and stuff.
2: It's and so, lunch, yeah. recess. It you was all just, good stuff. You can just eat the paste. You don't have to go to the school
3: for it. You
6: well, just yeah. I paste mean, and it. So I didn't go to kindergarten. All of a sudden, a book comes out, everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten. And I missed that one. Yeah. Hey, uh, me and Ed we're going through numbers this morning. Uh, big thank you
2: for all those that like share our podcast, especially those subscribing on YouTube. Uh, the After Show, we're killing it. Um, the Hole Show, killing it. Yeah, uh, these things are catching on, unbelievable. Thank you so much for doing that. When you write re- when you write a little review on YouTube or whatever, and um, Wherever those things are. I don't even know where they are. It's much appreciated. It is. It it helps us out. It gets other people to see it. You end up sharing it on your social media. It boosts us again. Uh, I was blown away this morning. That was uh, very nice to hear. Good start to the day. It was. You like hearing it, and uh, we're doing our best we can, believe it or not. You're seeing this mess (laughs) that happens, but it does require – and that goes for everybody that's doing uh, Cigar Podcast or any podcast. We see it. you know, The the, the upfront work and stuff that happens is uh, a a lot of work, and uh, we try to make ourselves better all the time and and do a nice show, and um, it's paying off as far as listeners and nice things they're saying, even bad things they're saying, and we're we're loving the – Letters that come in, uh, both positive and negative, uh, because the negative stuff helps it and maybe stops Mr. Jonathan doing some of the things he does. So, thank you. Uh, Okay, let's squeeze in the Classic Three-Way. Brought to you by Classic It's time
8: for This Day in Classic History. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars.
2: All right, who had it last week? Somebody ran away with this. It wasn't me. I thought Barry won because Jonathan and
4: I oh, tied. Oh, yes. So, yes, it went back to me because I was the last one. All right.
3: Uh,
2: I don't think it's how it's supposed to
4: no, work. That's the I way am that's, the champion but that's what of Dave the said. Decade. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so he's, he hasn't been decrowned. No. Somebody <laughs> hasn't taken it. It's like you come in last place in the meatball. You are still last place in the meatball. Fourth place. I came in fourth place. Last. Last. Still fourth. Moving up. <laughs> moving, moving up. Moving huh. up. Barry. Softball to you. Okay. Captain James Cook stumbled over the Sandwich Islands. The Hawaiian Islands today. Sandwich. No idea.
4: (laughs) Uh, so, so the
2: Hawaiian Islands were founded, basically. Eight, uh, Captain James Cook, if that helps you out, that person, stumbles over the Sandwich Islands, later to be known as the Hawaiian Islands. I didn't today.
4: know our employee in Seabrook discovered the Hawaiian Islands. Yeah, they it do, that. it was him. Yeah,
6: 1853. 1853. It was before that. Oh, I think 18th century. So it's, we'll split it down the middle. 1750. Seventeen fifty, be sixteen hundred.
2: Sixteen hundred. Ed Sullivan is a smart guy. He'll get the point. He said eighteen fifty. It was
4: eighteen seventy-eight.
2: No. Uh, no, I said eighteen
4: fifty-three. Seventeen fifty. He said seventeen
2: fifty. Seventeen fifty. So what was the answer? Seventeen seventy-eight. Oh, okay, you said eighteen seventy. I'm sorry. Seventeen. I think 17- he died he- there shortly after. Tom. He actually knows what this what happened. You know, who Captain James. Cook
6: was. I know Captain yeah. Cook. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Ed
2: Sullivan gets the point, and it's over to Ed Sullivan. The first demonstration of the X-ray machine in the U.S. happened in New York City today. What year was it? First demonstration of the X-ray machine in the United States happened in New York City today. 1874. 1874. 1945. 1945 and his wife couldn't sleep because he glowed at night 1917 1917 he is smart ed sullivan ed sullivan said it was 1874 oh wait a second Uh oh no it's good oh it was eight... still smart it was good it was 1896 huh. you didn't go over you're good so that's uh two for two for ed sullivan and we're on to fourth place or last place <laughs> What place are you in right He's now? He's tied for last. Ties tied for last. Again. Tied for second.
4: <laughs> <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Missed,
2: miss, that's it. <laughs> All right, Ricky Again. Bobby.
6: <laughs> was
2: that Adam Sandler? No, that was, was uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Uh, first college basketball game with five players on each side was conducted by the University of Iowa. Invited... Student athletes from the University of Chicago for an experimental game Chicago beat Iowa 15 to 12 This is a basketball game 15 to 12 was the final it happened today. What year? They didn't have any idea what they were doing Is it me? It is you 1820 1820 1901 1901 1893 1893 for the point and win, 1896, mm. Ed Sullivan did. Were you all a student? All a student, I'm guessing. He, yeah. Mostly. Mostly. I'm not surprised. <clears throat> he's the smart one in he's this group. He's got absolute... over there. He's looking up the answers. <laughs> I, hopefully, I'd get it right if I looked it up. <laughs> he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. So... Uh, the after show, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm going to tell some stories that I heard and not say who I heard them from and go where I don't want to go. But uh, that sounds fun. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be on Wednesday, but we're going to do it right now. So, final thoughts here on Sober Mesa. What do you what do you think of the size? This is I like it. The this is not the regular size of cigars. Yep. Now it's actually a 46, 46 mm-hmm. ring gauge, which is thinner than most cigars. This is where it should go. I like it, yeah.
6: and this is not a uh, prototypical Steve Saka cigar. It's you know considerably I think, less earth. L- yeah, and low end of medium even. I like it. You know, I think it's got some complexity to it. I think very elegant cigar. So
4: our care package prime members got different sizes. It was a uh, variable smorgasbord of sizes. Okay. I have a review going off the Monday, the short Churchill. I picked one of the sizes that went out. I didn't know which size made it here. I didn't want to bother you guys in the okay. day to be to which cigar it was. The short Churchill is definitely stronger.
6: Quite a bit.
4: Than this one. That's why Ed seldom goes
6: through yeah, it all the yep.
2: time,
4: because he wants the stronger of what it is. Yep.
2: Uh, and this was his first brand that he came out with. It was. And it launched, launched a career. He it already had a career. Launched a career in making
3: meatballs
4: is what it did. It absolutely <laughs> did. And when the cigar yeah. came out, people were like, that's it? That's his first yeah, cigar? Yeah. They, they were expecting, expecting mikaido yeah. to be his first cigar. Right. So, and this one, unfortunately, gets a little bit overlooked because it wasn't the cigar that people expected. Absolutely true.
6: Here's Uh, the good news, though. Depending on which way the FDA goes, Saka can always fall back on a meatball restaurant. Yes,
2: he could. (laughs) I told him that, and he said, that'd be too difficult. I said, are you kidding me? (laughs) ground beef and some breadcrumbs and some spices. Too much work for them. No, it's a lot easier and uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Okay, next week I'll be getting ready for TPE, that's the Tobacco Plus Expo and uh, I'll hear all the chatter that's going on. I'm going to prepare for that. We'll do it right here on the show. Uh, What are the plans for TPE and what will they be doing in the future? We'll talk about that too. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, no matter what,
3: You've learned in the last two hours. Always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth.
0: The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21, Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners, or affiliates.